Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, Nikki, and it's Bonnie. I hate talking about transgender crap. I, I really do because I realize that it's the topic that Americans love arguing with one another about. It's, it's this wedge issue right now that people are just obsessed over and they cannot stop fighting about it. I wish it would just go away. All I want to do is be left alone to live my life. But everyone on the left and everyone on the right, they seem to have nothing better to do than fight on the Internet and argue about trans people and what they think about trans people and what they think should be done with and to trans people. Well, this bill is kind of bringing it into the real world, though, right? Uh, yes, there is a bill here in New Hampshire with at least one free stater who has co-sponsored it. I'm, I wrote an email today. I, I publicly posted it at ariademesso.com with the intention of sending it to all the free stater state reps. I could not find a good list of all the free stater state reps. Frustratingly enough, I went to free well, I'm state. I'm surprised that's not readily available. Well, you there, know, yeah, there's debate on who is and isn't a that's free true. stater. But there is certainly, there's no list that I could find. The closest mm-hmm. thing I watched was from Free State Watch, which is an organization that hates the Free State Project. And their list was from 2018. So mm-hmm. the first few that I looked at, they I couldn't find them even listed on... Maybe you know, they realized it was too helpful and actually not like yeah right like hurting the people. There's I wish I could remember what it's called off the top of my head, but there is a website that rates the state reps and different bills and gives them like a grade rating. Like oh this person it's about. LPNH. It's yes. Like, uh, what does that stand for right now? I can't. Remember. I mean not LPNH. L- I do uh, the Liber- reviews Liberty for Alliance. Liberty Alliance. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I I also could not think about it. But uh. I don't know if it lists every single one. It, it, they haven't been rated this year since they haven't. It's not the end of the session. Right. But my thinking was, you know, I, I can email all the state routes because I don't think this law is going to pass. Right. And I don't really care that I, I don't really want to do this as a way of making sure the bill doesn't pass. That's not, that's not what's motivating here. What's motivating me here is how bad it looks to have a free state sponsoring this bill. How bad it looks to have free staters voting yes on this bill that would prohibit doctors from providing transgender care to to children. (gasps) Seriously? Yes. After years of saying, my body, my choice Mm. in regard to COVID-19 and vaccines, suddenly they want to throw all of that out because this issue, which they don't even understand... Suddenly they think the state should get between a person and their doctor. And this is my problem with what actually is LPNH, Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. It's like, let's, for some reason, get behind all the losing Republican uh, culture issues instead of, like, what really matters. So my argument to these people is effectively, look, this bill is not going to pass anyway. And even if it does, Sununu is going to veto it, rightly, Mm -hmm. because, you know... The decision about whether or not to proceed with trans care, it should be between a doctor and their patient. Well, and also, it's just so hypocritical. As you mentioned, these are the my body, my choice people that didn't want the vaccinations and didn't want their jobs taken away, this, that, and the other thing. Well, the argument they're putting forward here is completely stupid, and it shows how much they don't understand what we're even discussing. Yeah. Like Jeremy Coffin on Twitter today, he said something to the effect of, it's not gender affirmation therapy. Let's call it what it is. It's genital mutilation. And like, wow, 
That's a strong statement for someone who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, circumcision is genital mutilation. Then. Yeah, but we're not talking about genital mutilation. We're not talking, and it is. It's in gen- well, uh, that's what I'm saying, and I'm sure genital. a lot of these people have circumcised their sons, as they should have the right to be able to do. Right, but, you know? but circumcision absolutely is genital mutilation, but all of that's beside the point because that's not what's happening in gender affirmation therapy for people, people ages 6 to 17. All you have to do is Google it. To Google what gender affirmation therapy is for people who are 13 years old, and what you'll find are two things. One, they first put them on puberty blockers. This is so that their bodies are sort of paused while they mature intellectually and emotionally to make this decision about whether or not they want to transition. Mm-hmm. When it comes to transgenderism, no, 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 we have to protect them. We, we can't let them make a decision like that. We can't let them mutilate their genitals, even though that's not what's even being discussed here. Like square one is that no one is talking about bottom surgery for anyone under the age of 18. And that's what they're focused on. That's what they're imagining. They're imagining schools and teachers sitting around with students, convincing them they're transgender and then performing surgery on them that, you know, alters them for life. And none of that's being just none of that's happening. That's a boogeyman that they've invented that Fox News and tabloids have invented that they spread on social media to get these mainstream Republicans worked up to give them a wedge issue that they can fight over and feel justified over. And these libertarians, these free staters are biting the biting the entire hook. Mm-hmm. None of this is happening and they're sounding identical to mainstream Republicans when they when they utilize these talking points that are just outright fabricated. You know, I'm just going to call it what it is. I think the people supporting this bill are just transphobic. They just probably don't like the idea of trans people and that that's why they don't want to be educated about the issue and educated about what's really going on well, here. Well, that's impossible, Nikki, because they're nice to Aria in public once a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm struggling with that. And I'm, I'm struggling with the whole thing, right? That was what I was thinking. I was, I'm going to email these free state Republicans and Democrats or these free staters. And I'm like, hey, guys, look, you know, you know me. You're nice to me. We, we're, we're friends. We're on the same side here. You know I'm not lying to you or trying to manipulate you so I can corrupt your kids or whatever. <laughs> and what you're thinking, what you're imagining over there is happening is not what's happening. And what you're banning here is not what you think you're banning. You're, you're ban- what you're doing here is you're being a jerk, basically. Look, 13-year-old trans kids, they have it hard enough already yeah. between all of the peer pressure and all of the... The people at school who are going to bully them and just they have hard lives ahead of them already without you going out of your way to make life more difficult for them. And this idea that, oh, well, you know, it's wrong to to tell a teacher they have to use this pronoun or that pronoun. One of the things I wrote in my review of my quote review of Hogwarts Legacy was that using the wrong pronouns for a trans person, they know that they're trans, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I know I have masculine characteristics, Calling me he, him, it's just a reminder that I have a lot of masculine characteristics. It's unnecessary. I know this already. It's like calling a, a bald person baldy or a fat person fatty. It's like there's no point in calling attention to it. The least you could do is not go, hey, fatty, to every fat person you see. Hmm. And it's the same thing with trans people. The least you could do is not say he, him, to every feminine trans person that you see who's trying to pass this female. It's like just basic common courtesy to not call attention to the things that they wish wasn't true about themselves. But all of that gets thrown out of the window and suddenly... These free staters are okay with government intervening between a doctor and their patient 
under the auspices of parental rights, you know, well, my 14-year-old kid can't make that decision with their doctor. I need to be there, and I need to intervene, and I can tell that doctor no, even though if their kid wanted to refuse the vaccine, they would be yeah. all about that. Or if their kid wanted to take the vaccine. Or take a job. Yeah. you know, It's just so ironic. It's when their kid does something that they don't personally approve of that they take issue with it. You know, and we see this a lot, especially with uh, a lot of Republican type people where they're all about freedom, 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 but only regarding the things that they support and care about. Yeah, But, but the second it's something they don't care about or that they don't like, they don't want you to have freedom anymore. And they want the state to force people to do what they want them to do. It makes it so hard. For me to be out there explaining to people, I don't want to have to apologize for you people. And when you do crap like this, I have to apologize. You're like, look, I'm sorry, Jason Osborne, he's kind of an idiot or whatever. And I, I don't know what Jason's position is on this, but there have been examples in the past where he voted away on some LGBTQ issue. And, and some Democrat was like, how can you be friends with these people after they voted I mean, they 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 kind of hate you. Yeah, right? like Leah Cushman is supposedly a free stater. I only found that out because I, I don't even know that it's true. But um, I was arguing with somebody. I was like, Leah Cushman's not a free stater because, like, look, it's like this, this, and this, and this that she supports and has on her website that's all Republican. And apparently she does identify as a free stater. It's like, I don't want that's, – that's – the thing is, like, we can't be too worried about, like, other people making us look bad. But at the same time – there are plenty of people that profess to be leaders, and it's not really our fault. Everyone thinks of LPNH's Twitter or Jeremy Kaufman or Jason Osborne as leaders of this movement we're a part of, and that kind of sucks. Like, yeah. well, yeah, but I mean, like, people in other states who are like, yeah. you know, hey, I'm kind of interested in this, but like, I can't get behind this bull crap. I mean, like, it sucks, man. It sucks. And that's why I always make a point to like anytime I see like Jeremy Kaufman or LPNH or anybody posting or any free state or posting stuff that's like ridiculous and super right wing, I always make a point to reply to it because uh, it's like somebody should. should be at least in, at the very least in the comments like I'm a free stater and this is stupid. Yeah. And it's honestly scary that this bill is even being proposed. And if I was a trans person living in Massachusetts or some other state and I was considering moving to New Hampshire in this past, I would feel maybe weary about coming here. I would maybe yeah. be like, maybe I should live somewhere else where the alleged libertarians or anarchists right. aren't supporting stuff like this. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not already a good ha- hard enough to sell. It's like it's winter. They, ha- I mean, there's winter here. Lots of people are like, well... I don't know, it's just as free in Florida. Like, don't make it harder to sell. And it's like some... Okay, one person has been arguing with me on Twitter that, like, there's no such thing as converting people who aren't already libertarians. We we just have to get all the people here who are already libertarians. And for some reason, that is also conflated with, like, right-wingers, which I don't agree with at all. I don't think that you have to be right-wing to be libertarian at all. I think that you shouldn't be left or right-wing, really. Like, there isn't... Yeah. You're kind of outside of that if you're a libertarian. But anyways, I think that 
if you just act like everyone who thinks like you, you just have to track them here, and there's no convincing people who don't think like you to get here, well, then you'll you'll never have enough free staters to make a difference in New Hampshire anyway, because there aren't hundreds of thousands of good libertarians just out there waiting to hear about the Free State Project. Also, that doesn't even make any sense that you can't... Con- and I, I don't like the word convert in this case, I guess. I don't but either. It's just what it has been no, used a lot. It, no, exactly. And I, and I get what you're saying, but it just doesn't make sense to me that people can't be taught and shown the way of freedom. Because a lot of people start off as diehard statists because that's all they know. They grow up in the society where it's shoved down their throat in public schools. Their parents probably believe in it, this, that, and the other thing. And people can read literature and listen to podcasts, go on the internet. There are so many different resources where people can learn about freedom and grow to love freedom and be principled libertarians and anarchists. So it's just kind of silly to think that people can't be convinced otherwise. It it comes from a place of thinking that you're special. It's like if I was saying nobody, you're either born libertarian or or you're not, and there's no converting, quote unquote, people to libertarianism. It's just me thinking that I'm special. Like, well, the thing is, yeah, I was brainwashed in public school too, but I'm just special and I was able to figure it out, but other people don't have that ability. And I mean, that's literally the argument I'm getting. it, It does really feel like a better than them attitude. Yeah. People are upset. Right. They're very, very confused, not about their gender, but about what transgenderism is. And uh, we see this over and over. And it started, of course, with, as you pointed out in the previous segment, Bonnie, it started with the drag stuff and drag story hour, which how common is drag story hour that it's a thing that we keep talking about? Probably was a lot less common before Republicans started making a big deal about one that happened like in Texas once. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? It's like, it cannot be very common that a person goes, I want to put on drag and go read a story to kids, right? It had to have been a one-off thing that happened once. And then Republicans, as Republicans tend to do, got really upset about it. So people started doing it more often. That's so funny that they just manifested that into existence. I mean, they kind of did. They could have just live and let live, live, chill out, mind your own business, and now you're creating this world that you hate. Congratulations. I know one happened in Concord at a place called Teetotaler, which is not a public school or a public place. It was just somebody put on an event and... uh, some people in the Free State Project were like sharing it like this is seriously happening here. And I was just commenting on all of them like it's a private business. Yeah. Don't take your kids there if you hate it so much. Right. That would be great. Or maybe just learn what these things are before getting so upset about it. Like one of the best ticks that we have on TikTok got like 10,000 or something views. And it was it was all about this. It was uh, Ian and I and Conan and Conan kept saying that, you know, drag shows were sexualizing children. They were they were sexualizing children, sexualizing children. That that phrase just gets repeated over and over as sexualization in front of children. And like, that's not what we're talking about here. I I don't know how else to explain it. Drag isn't necessarily scantily dressed, right? I mean, I, Ian said it best. I'm pretty sure I first heard this from Ian. It's just if the only movies that ever existed were porn and then somebody came out and was like, you know what? I'm going to make a movie, but instead of porn, I'm going to make it a kid's movie. People yeah. wouldn't come out of the woodworks or maybe they would say, no, kids cannot watch movies. Movies are inherently sexual because they wouldn't be. 
this it would be a movie, but it wouldn't be porn. It would be a kid's movie. It's a great comparison. Yeah, drag shows are about theater, right? It's performance. And some of them are scantily dressed. Sure, not all of them are. And I I, I get it. I don't understand why someone would want to put on drag and then perform for kids. But Neither. It just is funner when people are drinking and making sex jokes. Yeah, but I don't understand why anyone would want to do any sort of performance for kids in the first place because I hate kids. Yeah, right. like, why would you want to do a puppet them. show for kids or whatever? Screw them. I won't say I hate kids, but I don't want to do that. I'm mostly like my friends and my parents and my, you know, family's kids. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you Thank with us? You. Yeah, go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? And, and Aria, um, I uh, just, my thoughts on this whole thing, this whole gender game, and CRT as well. Uh, hold on, hold on. Why does know. CRT get brought up into the conversation about well, gender? I, because what I think is going on is uh, is secretly the uh, the teachers and the teachers unions are are sneaking uh, these programs into the uh, into the you know. Public schools, and I. What think is the gender program? What the gender games? Yeah, you you said that the public schools, the teachers unions, they're sneaking this gender game into public schools. What what gender game? Did you have any uh, awareness of uh, the uh, what do they call it? Uh, the libs of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I. I, well, I, they're, they're is that your source here? Is that is that like where you get your information? I haven't even from? seen anything about school from them. I've seen more stuff about the what's going on inside schools from Carlin Boroshenko, and usually it's not about them playing gender games with the kids. It's uh, the more egregious stuff that the public schools are doing with the kids is like having them give up private information for uh, without telling their parents and stuff like that. But uh, me and my uh, family, we have multiple times asked my little brother who's eight and my little sister who's 11 like do they teach you about maybe like like i don't want to say sex to them so i'll say like do they teach you about anything weird at school they do they teach you about like maybe like being gay or anything like that and they're always like no why do you guys keep asking me that why would like they laugh about it because it's stupid or silly i i think that if um there was gonna be a program where the kids were taught that it'd probably be like a health program you probably still have to get permission from your parents like you did for sex sex ed best well, there's this concept on the internet called clickbait I, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept but it's this idea of just creating the most extravagant attention grabbing thing that you can to manufacture outrage or generally outrage or hilarity or whatever emotion you want right. to instill in people and you put that out there and people who are addicted to outrage seek it out and then it becomes popular and it doesn't matter that it's this one-off thing that happened in some little town somewhere if they put the wrong perspective on it as they have done countless times then people spread that on the internet and it doesn't matter how untrue it turns out to be people are going to continue believing it yeah like there's this girl that argues with me about the drag shows all the time on twitter who brought up oh there was that mermaid drag queen who was letting a kid like i don't even know if i can say it on there like fondle their genitals and i looked it up the drag queen was wearing a sequin outfit and there's 
those sequins that like when you push your hand on them, they turn one color, you push them the other way and they turn another color. And the little kid was doing that and the drag queen like as nicely as possible like stopped them. And what else are you supposed to do in that situation? Every time I hold a baby, they try to grab my boobs and you just don't, you don't go like, ah, this is like, no, this but is so no, wrong. No, don't what ever you touch do, boobs. What you do is you clip that video hmm. of the kid touching your boobs. Yeah. And you put it online and you say, watch this horrible liberal fondle <laughs> this baby yep. or whatever. Or let the baby fondle And you get it. people like Bad Slave clicking it and sharing it and talking about how we need a law to protect people from people like you. Right. I'm sorry? You you what? You were applying to me, uh, Aria. This is crazy. I'm saying that school, schooling, and government do not go together. I agree they with are, that. But that's not what you said originally, though. You were talking about CRT and um, gender games. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason is all this craziness. Oh, it's because I schools mean, are teaching know, things that you don't support. I mean, parents could teach their kids that. So in a world where we have no public school and there's only private and homeschooling, I mean, you could send your kids. Yeah, they could play gender games at a private school that you send your kids to. Since me and Nikki are wearing pants right now, is that gender games? When does something become a gender game? We have Creighton on the line from Kentucky. Creighton, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Well, just just like you were talking about, it's one thing for sure. Of all the the alphabet agencies that run our our government, um, only the NSA is really listed. Um, that we know I, of. I called in. <laughs> that we know of. Uh, I mean, I yeah, because wasn't there something like seventeen spy agencies or intelligence agencies that were, you know, said Assad used chemical weapons in Syria or whatever, and it's like. Why does the United States have 17 intelligence agencies? Well, I so, mean, the FBI was literally watching every time I went and visited Ian when I first met him. Yeah, but and the, I know that for a fact now. Yeah, but that's not even an intelligence agency, right? Yeah, that's a police. That's an investigative agency. The United States has at least 17 intelligence agencies. And they I can have name, any reason to be investigating you, though. And no. You wouldn't know about it until they would knock on your doors. I can name the NSA sure. and I can name the CIA. And I don't know after that, but there's at least 15 others. So, I mean, you say the NSA is the only one watching you, but I suspect there's at least 15 others watching you that we don't even know the names of. Well, I was just saying that, you know, it would be nice if Congress listened to us every now and again. Um, but I actually called in to talk about the, the national divorce thing uh, proposed by Major Taylor Green, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that, and I realized that there actually is a – a precedent for what she's talking about, where the states remove themselves from, you know, the federal government, but the federal government continues to exist, and there's a military alliance, and um, that's actually the, the the state of existence that um, little the tiny little uh, countries of Guam and Puerto Rico exist in, where they actually have uh, Congress people that they elect and send to Congress, but they don't have any vote. Um, and they don't have any uh, electoral vote either. I and didn't know they had like that, their own federal government if they're also part of the United States. I mean, that's interesting. I well, they're not, they're not part of the United States. They're territories. territories. I don't think Puerto Rico is even yeah. a territory, are they? 
I think so. Yes, they are. And if you're born in Puerto Rico or Guam, you are a U.S. citizen. But you can, but you don't have to pay federal taxes if you earned it in Guam or Puerto Rico. Interesting fact about that Guam. Is, the flag of Guam is what all Guamanian babies see when they're born. And if you look it up, you'll get what I mean. I don't. You have I don't to look up what the flag looks like. Okay. Is it appropriate for radio? Uh, uh, you can't really. It's just a rectangular shape, and then outside of it, there is, or maybe not rectangular. I meant more like diamond shape, and then in the diamond shape, there is like a palm tree and a coconut. Oh yeah, it kind of looks like uh, a baby. What they would see when yeah, they come the, out. Yeah, the exit looks okay. like the exit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I did not know that. So what, what what's your point, Creighton? Because like uh, the Mariana Silence is another obvious example. Of course, we're very familiar with those here on Free Talk Live. It's you know it's not actually U.S. state, but it's protected by the United States. And... But he doesn't mean the federal government, like the U.S. federal government. Do they have their own federal government on top of that? No, uh, Puerto Rico is a, is a country, um, but at the same time, residents of Puerto Rico are U.S. citizens. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's not really precedent for the same thing then because they would have had to have been a state and then left and then still have ties with the federal government. It's not really the same thing. Yeah, and I don't want to be a U.S. citizen. And I don't want to be what Puerto Rico is. They have like a short end of a stick. But my point is, is that it can be an example of a middle ground. Sort of like instead of a divorce, more like a trial separation. No, I want a divorce. What if your husband's beating you? Do you want a trial separation? Like, I wouldn't. I mean, you're already looking for ways to compromise. And if you go into a situation like this looking for ways to compromise and to meet the other side, then you're going to lose ground. Right? I'm not going to compromise. I want to be free. They, of course, point to Brian. When. It's when. When. Is that how it's pronounced? N-Y-G, something like that. Yeah. it's. I think it's Korean. I only learned that. Because I knew somebody in high school with that last name. I would not know otherwise. So this person won the beauty pageant for Miss Greater Dairy of 2022 or whatever. And it was an outrage. And the thing about it is that person tried the hardest and all the other girls just looked like how... uh, So so hard not to say mean things about like people that might be underage and stuff. But it's not like everybody else was like, wow... That girl should have really won. It was like everybody was really average. And then there was this person that stood out the most with the coolest makeup and like probably the best personality and stuff. Sorry. like She did look the best, you know. I, I don't know if she did or didn't, but I know I don't care about Miss Greater Dairy in New Hampshire. And no one else did until she was trans. Yeah. No I one cares. I never knew cares. it was a thing here. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares about this beauty pageant. Until a trans person mm-hmm. wins, and suddenly everyone's concerned about it. No, look, yeah. guys, stop caring about this nonsense. I what also was... looked at the rules, and it's like people keep saying, "Like, well, it's a woman's space." But I looked at the rules, and it specifically says, like, as long as the person running, whoever is like running that, maybe they have franchises or whatever, is accepting trans people, then they're allowed. So it's not against the rules. It'd be one thing if it was completely against the rules. Like, maybe I could see where they're coming from a little more, but I still think it would be stupid. But it's not against the rules. It's not really a woman's space. It, I mean, it's so stupid. Like, Well, why would they make it against the rules, right? So you have, let's be transphobic here. You have a man and you have nine women who are competing with one another. 
Look, if the man's better at being a woman than the nine women, then let the man win. I don't know what else to say. Right? This is a competition to see who makes the best woman. Right? And the other thing that no one was bringing up was, because this was like a big thing everywhere I looked like a couple months ago, was there are other components in beauty pageants than just beauty. Like, if it was just beauty, it'd be kind of creepy. Yeah, there's there's like like talent and other subjects. And the volunteer stuff. Like, maybe that person just blew everyone else out of the water with those subjects. Really good point. So supporters of this bill say they believe there should be a public debate over the issue. But, and as Representative Cherry Roy is going to demonstrate, they don't know what they're talking about. He says, and the toughest question for this legislature and we as a public to answer is this. When a young girl or a young boy comes forward when they reach adulthood and they ask, how do I get my breasts back? How can I have babies now that I'm sterile? We need to have these conversations. Why would they be sterile? They wouldn't be. And they wouldn't have like, lost their breasts. That's just no one is jumping to conclusions. Well, no one is doing this stuff to people who are under 18. Yeah. No one's giving breast implants to 16-year-olds no. or breast reduction surgeries to 16-year-olds. None of this is happening. We can have conversations about trans people. I think we probably should have conversations about trans people. But I can't have a conversation with someone who isn't talking about actual reality. With the parents' permission, women have been, girls, whatever, have been getting breast implants at like 16 for a long time. Like the Jenners, they got breast implants, definitely. Women and birth control, to carry on with this conversation about gender and stuff like that. I'm not an expert on birth control, obviously, but... Bonnie, you've been sharing the story for one night when it was you, me, and Nikki together. So Yeah, I'm not an expert on it either. I've taken it, but I mean, Nikki probably knows more about it than both of us. But this is just more interesting to me to talk to with you guys than to talk to with, like, Ian. He doesn't know anything about it. I, I don't know anything about it. I mean, to be honest, I don't. <laughs> well, he he also would just be totally uninterested. It's like, okay. unless you're just talking about... Not having kids ever, he doesn't want to hear about it. Like, I know the gist of birth control, right? Like, it it tricks your body into believing that you're pregnant, right? Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. It's just horm- it, it sends your body, it uses hormones to tell your body, hey, you're pregnant already. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to tell my bosses that are, like, older than me women that when you are on birth control, when you have a period, those pills are actually sugar pills, and you're yeah. not having, like, a real period. It's like... It's still, it's just not real. They were like, what do you mean? That's None of that's true. And I don't know. It's just it like, it's weird true. how grown women who've been on it for a long time don't know anything about it. I mean, like the basics. there's a lot of women who don't really know much about their anatomy in general. Like they probably couldn't even label, you know, different areas of their body to be completely honest. That's scary. I probably no. couldn't label all on the inside. I know ovaries, fallopian tubes, well, the womb. I, I could understand not needing to label the inside. Like I, you know, any, every human being has a bunch of organs and stuff inside of them. And if yeah, you, you might not know exactly where they are or what they're named. Yeah, if you chop me up and we're like, find your liver. I, 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 yeah. I think it's that one. Right? Also, like there are girls. I don't know if I can say this on the radio. It's like I had a friend that told me like she's with this guy for eight years and she never orgasmed. Yeah, Ian said orgasm the yeah, other you day. Can say that. It's like. That's that's depressing. It's just sad, yeah. But I mean, that's the fault of there. There are so many things that cause that 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 breakdown in communication and society and sex lives in the first place. Yeah. And, like I don't know how to begin 
addressing that because there there are so it's like this whole thing among like the the incels and just the men on the right in general who legitimately think that a woman isn't supposed to get pleasure out of sex. They, they, That's so barbaric. Like, what is this? Right? Like the 1600s? <laughs> it still happens in Africa with like you know? genital mutilation. Yeah, which is oh, I God, mean, so disgusting. There, there was um, a young man who I worked with that I overheard him saying that he basically hopes that the women that he's with, or he basically he was saying, I don't care at all if they're pleasured. Good at Lord. all. That's just so weird. And I'm like, like, how are you gonna, you know, that seems keep a- doing that if you're not doing a good job, buddy? Like, he was just like, I'm completely selfish and I only care about myself. It's just like, that seems so uncommon, though. Like, it seems like every guy just, they don't, they're like, I don't care. I just want to please you. They say that. Yeah. Or they feel bad about themselves at the very least if they can't. But it's like, try harder. Like, you could figure it out if you're doing a bad job. You know, I don't research it. I've never had an experience like what my friend was talking about. Like, yeah, I just, I don't want to ask him to do that thing because it's awkward. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, yeah, she needs to work on her communication. That's like some some healing, some deep healing that needs to happen so she can live her best life. And she's an adult like my age, so it's very strange. I mean, but it's it's tragic. People in school, they don't learn anything about this, right? All the, right. They, they learn about STDs and crap like that. And I mean, that's useful, but it would be far more useful. And I understand, right? I, I know how upset you conservatives get about this. You don't want drag queen story hour. You're really not going to want this. But what yeah. we need in the world is actual sex education where your teachers actually teach boys how to make girls orgasm. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? So I heard you guys were talking about TikTok, and um, what came to my mind was um, I've been seeing a lot of videos lately, at least from a YouTube algorithm, uh, discussing uh, women in their 30s that are uh, regretting not having children or having a difficult time uh, uh, dating prospects with men. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that. I mean, you can still have children in your 30s. Yeah, and somebody told me that you have a huge boom in fertility right at like 35. Mm -hmm. Are they having a hard time? Why why are they having booked? I would sell my soul for a single 30 woman my age (laughs) who had no kids. Where are these women at? I don't know. There's some of that. But then there's obviously that other spectrum where there are uh, older women that have children but are having the same difficulty of finding uh, dating prospects. I understand why someone with with children is having a hard time. It sucks, right? And but right. I mean, that that's just that's what it's like being in your thirties, right? Yeah. It it becomes harder and harder to date people and your patience for people's crap gets lower and lower until it becomes just not worth it to date anymore. And then you reach a period where you, you just settle for whoever you can happen to tolerate and who doesn't drive you crazy. And that that's the, these people who are single and 30 and they're looking for love or whatever. They they you're not 20 anymore. Yeah, that's like not what you're, you're dating you're, anymore. In your 20s, it's a lot harder to like make friends. It's just like a situational thing. Like you're not every day going to a school where you're going to meet people. You're not like college or anything like that anymore. Well, you're. you're can be oh in your 20s yeah i I meant in your 30s so like it's like that right you're not going doing you could be going to college too you know but it's just like a lot harder because you're you know you want to stay home more 
Like to me, it's like it's a lot harder to just. I don't have any like friends in Keene. Like I don't just like know anyone in Keene who isn't a libertarian. And uh, I don't know how I would even meet them. And I don't really want to either. So it's not like a big deal. I mean, I have plenty of friends in Keene who aren't libertarians, and I, I've done plenty of dating here in Keene. I got to tell you, it's pretty much exactly as I said. It's. I'm, you're not looking for love. I'm not looking for love at this point. That, that would be stupid, right? I'm not looking to fall head over here. I'm looking for someone who I can stand to be around <laughs> for a long period of time. Because as I get older, my patience for people it just gets short. And they're looking for the same thing. These people who are in their 30s and they're looking for love, well, they don't realize that yet that that ship has sailed. Well, and they're and I think, in their 30s. I think people try to force it too much, too. And I yeah. think that's a lot of like the people who are super desperate for love and they're like i just need somebody anybody to love me they just get into these bad situations because i think they just get i agree you know too desperate and just really try to force things that just aren't gonna work that's why i think like i only met ian because i literally gave up on that i was like yeah i that's the secret to stop uh being so boy crazy and always needing to have a boyfriend i can be alone and i met ian Yep, that's exactly, yep, that's the secret. Well, I mean, that can work sometimes, but I haven't given a crap about being in a relationship in like five years and no one, though Ian has magically fallen out of the sky or whatever, and I don't, I don't expect it to because... I also had to totally chase him, so... Yeah, that's the other secret. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking to chase him. I don't have time for that. that, That's another issue, right? I'm super busy. I work seven days a week. I'm not sure that America in the Western world is super Puritan anymore. I think like the older generations still are, but there's a lot of girls my age, like under 30, who have OnlyFans. It's a very, very common thing. Like I I think maybe the majority of the girls I know have an OnlyFans. Maybe not the majority. That might be an exaggeration, but I know dozens and dozens and dozens of women personally who have OnlyFans. They're promoting it on Facebook. They're promoting it on Instagram. I'm like, you got your family on here. And she's, you know, dropping an OnlyFans link. So, you know, I know people... I've only ever known one girl who had an OnlyFans and it was like, you know, good for you. I'm not going to pay for it, but... I actually don't know any. Like, if if anybody I know has one, they're being secretive about it. No, a lot of the girls I went to high school with are promoting it. On Facebook. That's, I mean, good for them. Yeah. But I, I would still agree with the notion that people our age don't care, you know, if what when people our age are like in charge more, there's not going to be people getting kicked out of work for having tattoos or like. Well, that's kind of like already that. over, right? Well, I don't know if it's over. Maybe not in like generation. other places, but. there, There's there's still work to be done, right? Yeah. Like when I started at this job that I'm at now. They made me dye my hair a, quote, normal color. Yeah, that happens yeah. in hotels. You can't have a, a nor- I mean, an abnormal color for your hair. Yeah, and this only happened for like two months, but it was a really long two months. And I got to tell you, I look horrible with brown hair. I really do. And as soon, the very moment, the CEO of the company, that they had, you know, some board meeting or whatever. And he was like, well, you know, my, my son has pink hair or whatever. And that was what undid everything that was what Aww. undid the entire policy was the ceo of the company going that, that can't be you you that can't be right my son has pink hair there's nothing wrong with my yeah. son nice so the entire policy got undone and i happened to be told and i was like yes, yes. i'm going to dye my hair tonight you right. know and like who's offended by that who's I like oh this yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I guess so, but that's the thing. Like, we don't get it because it's so stupid. But yeah. boomers would seriously be like, <laughs> yeah. "Can you believe that girl up at the front desk of the hotel? Like, she has a tattoo on her neck. Like, yeah. we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't even notice that. Type yeah, I of wouldn't a thing. even care. I mean, I know a lot of older folks who look at my tattoos and they're like, "Wow, those are stupid," but it's your body <laughs> and you can do whatever you want with it. Like, they don't really understand why I like them and why I spend so much money on tattoos. But I don't think they're offended by them or repulsed by me or come to any conclusions about my character based on the fact that I have tattoos. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's such a boomer thing in the first place to be like, hey, your tattoos are stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, no person under the age of 40 is going to do that. If they say <laughs> right. anything about your tattoos, they're going to be like, hey, nice tattoos or whatever. Or if they don't like them, they're just going to, you know. Keep their damn mouth shut. I just, just noticed that people don't enjoy when you comment on their tattoos. Like, if you're no, like, I like your yeah. tattoo, even then, like, it makes no. them awkward sometimes. Maybe not everyone, but... Yeah, with me, I've it's kind of like, hit or miss. I don't really always love it when people comment on them, because they're like, oh, what does that mean? And every oh yeah, every weird. tattoo I have has a meaning, but it's very deep and personal. Yeah, it's like, how much time you got? And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to share this with you. And, you mm-hmm. know, some of yeah. my tattoos, could, some of the symbolism... I have could be offensive to some people. So I don't want to be like, hey, this is sure. a satanic symbol at work. You know what I mean? Like, don't ask me what it is. If you don't know what it is, you're not meant to know. <laughs> That's a really good point. We have uh, Turd Ferguson on the line from, I think, Maryland. Turd, you're on Turd Free Talk Live. Turd is very Puritan and anti-sexual oh, relations. Yes, ab- absolutely, yes. In the female form. <laughs> good one. Um, yeah, well, you know, just to preface this, I have the coolest tattoo in the history of the world, which is the logo of the greatest rock band that has ever existed. Nickelback? Led Zeppelin? <laughs> no, not Linkin Park? No. <laughs> Stop guessing. They're, they're not good guesses. Um, okay, so... The greatest rock band in the history of the world. Hey, now, way- you're an all-star. No. Which game on those people? It, I, I, I would guess Pink Floyd... Okay, I can get no. down with that. Well, Pink Floyd's pretty is up there, but Oasis is the greatest rock band. Of no, that's all. I knew no. it was. Good. I knew it was going to be yeah, something early two thousands and wrong. <laughs> yes, Very turd. Yes, you're wrong. Yes, Next caller. <laughs> okay, No Gallagher is the greatest songwriter of all time. But okay, check this out. So I heard you guys um, when I was writing my article here. I, saw, I heard you guys talking about OnlyFans a minute ago, and let me tell you, um, eventually this bu- this OnlyFans bubble. It's going to pop, and it's going to pop. I feel like it multiple. has. It's like. Uh, not yet, but it's close. But I don't, it's, it's like I the housing market. Yeah, I don't think it's a bubble, man. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's legit supply and demand. There is no oh, limit to the amount of women that men want to see naked. Well, and, and you know what it is? Yeah, so but, the thing about OnlyFans is, so you can get porn, right? You can get porn for free. Yeah. But the thing about OnlyFans right. is, that girl from high school that you had a crush on, or that girl right. that you know personally... Mm. That's the content you want, and that is the content yeah. that people are willing to pay top right. dollar for because that's like what their fantasies are made of. I like, think they know yeah, these girls. Only, this has yeah, to be. There's only, so, there's only so many girls you went to high school with. Look, I look. I well, the girl at Starbucks, whatever you know, that girl, you're whatever. Yeah, yeah there's, there's always so a new girl like, that I'm I mean, looking look, at. I'm like, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see her naked. Look, there were sexy young ladies that I went to high school with that I've purchased their OnlyFans because I, I, I'm a guy and I'm curious. But this is going to end badly. And let me tell you, there, there are already reasons that, first of all, Aria, 
you just made my point for me. There is an endless amount of women you can see naked for free already on the internet. And, yeah, but that existed before yeah. OnlyFans, right? I mean, it's it's worked at all, so that's... And yeah, that's but, not what I said, Turd. I said there's no it, end to the amount of women that men want to see naked. There's no... Yes, there's a lot of supply, but there is yep. infinitely more demand. My, uh, this may yeah, be a situation where I am just being like bad slave and I'm just judging it off the internet because seriously, I just don't know anyone that has an OnlyFans. And I know a few people that do. And um, on top of that, I've seen so many things on the internet where it's like um, OnlyFans girls posting their L's where they're just like, guys, I need more subscribers. I don't have enough subscribers. I got to pay my rent this month right. and stuff like that. They are. Some of yeah. them are a little desperate. It's and like, it's just eh, like, whoa. Well, maybe it, just get a regular an, job. Having a failed OnlyFans <laughs> all- would be so embarrassing. I wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah they're, they're posting their L's. And also there's the, there is a limited amount of simps out there that will uh, that will take care of these girls forever. And here's and here's the other point. It, you want to talk you about the posting. No. Well, well, I mean, I... For Katy Perry. It depends. All right, listen, listen. The, here is the biggest... No, it's a fair question I, because, like, are you going to unsubscribe from these girls that you follow on OnlyFans? I've already unsubscribed. From, I, I did it for one month and screenshotted their photos from Whoa. my later use, if you know what I mean. Oh, dude, that's um, shady. Like, No, it's not. It, it is. It's not shady. I have, I I have an OnlyFans account for, like, subscribers, but the only uh, person I've subscribed to is, like, Silverlight Films or whatever because... They, they use it in the same way that one would use Patreon or something uh, like that. It was, it yeah. was a really clever sure. solution that I hadn't thought about before. And yeah. you know, they don't care if you you know download all their movies after you subscribe for one month or whatever. Yeah. Of course, I didn't do that, but it, it seems shady, well, man. Like if you want to, if you want to use the pictures later, yeah, it's my right because I paid for it. I'm not saying I it's not your right. I'm just saying it's shady, man. Mm. Maybe they have, uh, you know, special ones where you can screenshot it. Because, I mean, Snapchat has the the technology where, yeah, it'll tell you if you screenshot something. Yeah, well, they trust me, most of the girls know that you're screenshotting and screen recording their videos and photos. But let me just say this, too, because you, Bonnie mentioned posting their L's. And I've heard stories and read stories on the Internet already where young women have found out that they're like their dad. And their brothers have subscribed to their only oh. and, and then they've gotten like severely grossed out for which is reasonable. But but here's the other part. It's it I mean, they're the ones that posted their photos on the internet for anyone so? to buy. My, my father okay would dad. never, ever, if right. I had an OnlyFans one, he'd be disgusted. Two, he would right. never even dream of subscribing to it. He'd be yeah. completely repulsed if he ever even saw me naked. Saying that right. the, you're, you, you're, that, you're right. effectively Your saying that these girls ask for it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know if I agree with it. that. I'm, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying they ask for it. I'm saying they put their photos out on the internet knowing that anybody in the world could purchase a subscription to their OnlyFans and see them naked. But they shouldn't. Yeah, but it's sort of under the expectation that their dad and isn't going to purchase them. Yeah. Well, they well they should know that their dads and their brothers are perverts, apparently. I agree. That's useful information. She should know that, you know, she should shut her door when she showers or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's probably be, good for such a girl to that know. That wouldn't be worth it to me, though. I wouldn't be like, well, at least now I know. True. I, I would not want that to happen. Yeah, I think it's the not real... their fault, though. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, to talk with you, um, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, that our, thanks to COVID, the, our state legislature, we could participate in the committees 
by Zoom and by telephone now. Boy, this sounds fun. So, so when did that happen? Well, after the whole COVID, you know that um, before before the COVID, everybody had to show up in person and sign up on a list, or you had no I no way to participate in the um, the um, the committee process. Yeah, we've so, talked about it many times on the show. The one one of the good things from COVID is that you know the legislature is now on like YouTube. Yeah, so, it's a, you could probably do it with Zoom. It's on the YouTube, yeah. and then you could also call in on the telephone. People like me that don't want to do computers, and they'll let you talk for a whole minute. But and oh, I think that boy. it stays put. That's the whole thing is that the COVID is gone now. But they Sarah, still your understanding of the world it. it freaking terrifies me i I just went after the covid she says after the covid this is is the world after the covid right but just the phrase after the covid it suggests a severely stunted (laughs) understanding of reality like that's not even a grammatically correct sentence and there wasn't a moment that covid was over i guess and it says after the covid19 pandemic or after the (laughs) covid19 reactions or whatever but just after the covid we can use zoom now and you get a whole minute it's it's a terrifyingly simple way of viewing the world that's the thing that people don't want to go back to work now in the offices they're like we've been working out of home and it's been working fine we haven't been working Sarah's too used to saying we. You've been working yeah, from there's home. There's a lot of people that wanna don't go wanna go back to the office. There are a lot of people that are working out of home. Well, if they can do that, yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of industries where you physically cannot do your job from home. At least and there's still some working, that are, and they're not on welfare. Yeah, I don't know. So there's a lot of jobs that are you could do it out of their homes, and that's what like what you, I don't have to come come to the office, and they're not doing it. And the same you don't have a job, thing. Sarah. I can't do my i I can't do my job from home, and I actually I can't do any of my jobs from home. And I, I can think of a lot of jobs that you would literally need to do in person. I mean, I guess office work, and you know, if you're an accountant or my something friend, like that. But I I would actually assume that most jobs you would need to be in person. And, for. and this is a great thing that the boomers were never going to do themselves, like. This is something so annoying in hotel jobs, like being a front desk hotel person. Like they act like you can't just be sitting until somebody comes to the front desk. You have to be standing because, like, that's inappropriate in some way. Like, no customer has ever cared because I would do it all the time. I'd be sitting and on my phone because I had nothing to do. Like, obviously, I'd be caught up with my other works. And well, then boomers would care, right? And no, no, even no boomer, honestly. Like, I don't okay. know. But then again, I I worked on military hotels, so I didn't get a lot of boomers. But it's just like only the boomer hotel staff bosses would be like, you can't do that. And it's like only because you were told you couldn't do that. So they want you to stand for eight hours? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like to look professional. And that's that's why I think it's great that people can work from home now and be wearing pajamas because it's that easy. Like my friend, she's a customer service person. It's not much different than what I was doing at hotels, except like she doesn't have to get up and go bring someone towel if they call them or something. She shouldn't have to be standing in a... She shouldn't have to be wearing some kind of specific outfit. She shouldn't have to be standing in a business to answer phone calls and do customer service work. It's great that she can do it from the phone. So if people are complaining about that, I think they're stupid. They say it's because they want you to look professional, but the reality is it's because they want you to look miserable. 
You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.